Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Rocker Report Extra Podcast. You join us after three wins in a row, which sounds quite nice, doesn't it? Uh, after two drab league draws to begin the season, we've dispatched Accrington in the League Cup. Of course, we've dispatched Portsmouth. And last night, at the time of recording, today is Wednesday, we beat Rochdale. And they've all felt the wrath of Charlie, Charlie White and Ada McGeady. So it sets us up for a lovely Saturday home game. A second one in a row, believe it or not, against AFC Wimbledon this weekend. And joining us this week is our most popular guest from last term, the lovable Cockney geezer that years, and long-standing director and co-founder of AFC Wimbledon, Ivor Heller. How are you doing, Ivor? Are you well? I'm doing all right, thank you very much. But I'm just feeling a little bit jealous of your your um, your recounting of your season so far. It's a little <laughs> bit different from <laughs> You would, you'd be surprised if you spoke to some of our fans. Some of us have been down in the doldrums, but I suppose ah, it's the way football is, isn't it? You're never happy unless you're in every game. Well, you know, I mean, they're, they're precisely, I mean, you know, we, we, we had the escape from Alcatraz last year. That was, you know, the, the, the greatest <laughs> game um, and, and all the songs and the chanting and everything that goes with it. And, uh, you know, uh, we've, we've not had a particularly easy start to this season. No. So, um, you know, I, I'm not so, not, you know, I'm not I'm not worried at the moment or anything like that. But you know, uh, when, when you hear someone tell us they haven't been beaten yet, you got two 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 draws, three wins, boom, that's massive to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll start from the top. Last time we spoke was back in February. I think at the time yep. you were you were rock bottom of the league, where we were going through like a bit of a sticky patch, but still up and around the top. Um, but I remember at the time you spoke with absolutely loads of confidence that you could stay up, and you did. Yeah. What changed yep. in the final few months of the campaign? Well, it, it, it was the players got some belief. You know, we 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 got a new manager in, you know, Wally Downs. Um, he he'd managed to get the players. Um, he simplified the game for them, uh, and he managed to get them, you know, fighting as a unit. And boy, did they fight! Yeah, you know, we brought in a couple of really good players, um, and yeah, you know, we had a a goalkeeper who's now playing in the Premier League. We had a, a left back, Steve Sedden, who's now playing in the Championship. And, uh, you know, those guys were characters and leaders mixed in with our current crop of uh, leaders and characters. And, and all of a sudden, we, we, we became a, a, an immovable object. I mean, I thought we were a little bit unlucky when we were up at, up at your place. You know, we, we nullified Sunderland that day and, uh, and we got caught with a bit of a sucker punch, really. So, you know, that's what he managed to do. We lost one in our last 12. And I think we all know how difficult that is to do in League One. 
And yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and we stayed up by three goals. <laughs> yeah, it was level level on points at the end, wasn't it? But you you, you didn't yeah. lose in the last seven, I think. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, what one in the last twelve is the stat I like. I, I can't remember exactly what game it was, you know. <laughs> such a long season, you, you start to, uh, yeah, you see it all kind of moulds into one a little bit, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a long way to go in this season. And I, I personally think we'll be all right, but, yeah, I mean, I would, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, no, age and age is a time. But I think you're right in what you were saying. I think, admittedly, I think when you came to the stadium last year, I think because of the position where you were at, and because of the run of form you were on, I know you just beat West Ham at that point, but you, you were really unlucky not to grab or be another one of those teams that grabbed a point. I think most Sunderland yeah. fans would agree with that. And I don't think anyone was that surprised you stayed up after that. Um, no. It was it was a close-knit relegation battle. I mean, we thought we thought it was quite close at the top, but I mean, you had everyone from 11th downwards could have got relegated that season. Well, the, the, the stat that I really love from, from last year, and I'm not a massive stater really, but the one that I really <laughs> love was... Like with 15 games to go, you know, we were 10 points away from our nearest rivals and we were 10 goals worse off than our nearest rivals, you know. And so there we were rock bottom like that. And the teams that were currently in 12th and 13th both got relegated. Yeah, it was bizarre. From 15 games in, I think it was Scunthorpe managed to get another four points only. I mean, that's just stunning. It was stunning, you know, but, you know, so, you know, that, that was last season, though. So, you know, now, now we're looking forward to this season. And, you know, again, you know, I know we we touched on it last time we talked, but, you know, if you'd have turned around to me and said, you know, 17, 18 years ago, oh, either, by the way, there's going to come a week in your, your football life where you're going to be going to Ipswich and then you're going to be going to Sunderland all in the same week. I'd have said, you know, go and have a lay down in a dark room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of that... There, there, there we are. You know, Ipswich the other night, and uh, and we were highly unfortunate not to get something out of that oh, game. Hugely, and now we're going to come to you lot and uh, see if we can worry you for a little bit. <laughs> I think you've touched on it before that on paper you have had a tough start of the season. I think it's three of the first four that you, you've lost, but last night was incredibly unlucky. There was, I think, anyone who doesn't know. The Ipswich game, you were 1-0 up. I think they equalised in the 81st and scored in the 94th, 95th. And then yeah. when you look through your games that you've played so far this season, and it, and it is really early for both of us, but when you look through the games you've had this season, it looks like most of the games have been quite close. So in reality, yeah. have you just been a little bit unlucky? I, th- I think we've been a bit unlucky, but, but you know, um, yeah, we, we, we got outbattled by Rotherham in the first half, and they're a good side, Rotherham. I expect them to go close this year. Yeah, we got out battled by them in the, in the first half. And then when we got our game together, you know, again, you know, we, we, we equalised. It looked like we were the more likely. And then all of a sudden, Wallop, you know, they score right before the end. You know, we switch off just for a minute. So I think we, yeah, we've got a very young team. I mean, you know, uh, and again, I'm sure we'll probably touch on this at some stage. But, you know, we, we on the first day of the season, we, we had the youngest squad in the league. You know, um, and, and younger than Bolton playing all their kids. Yeah, you know? I read about that actually. I read your your average age is actually below Bolton, who've just literally cancelled the game because their players are too young to, to play three games in a week. Um, yeah, you you come in under that. Yeah, well, I, I don't think we're under that every single match, but we're not far off it. Um, yeah, that is for sure. You know, because you put one older player in, it doesn't doesn't 
change it to that degree. Um, and that, you know, that is, well, it, it's true. And it also goes to show that, 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 you know, at the end of the day, I feel so sorry for both Berry and Bolton. I really do. But that, that feels like, uh, that doesn't feel quite right to me. What's going on there with the, the, the Bolton thing. No. You know, the, 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 them doing it and not informing the league and, and their opposition first is, uh, that's a peculiar one to me. And I can't, I'm surprised that whoever made that decision. Um, I mean, maybe it was because they knew they'd be told, no, sorry, you have to fulfill the fixture. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they've done it. But how they bring parity back into the league now for everybody, I don't know. You know, I mean, Doncaster didn't play them last night. And now they've got, they go to Lincoln on, on Saturday and Lincoln did play. That just doesn't feel right. It's not right. But no, it's odd the reasons yeah. they did it. Very, very odd the reasons they did it. And I suppose it's, like, like you said before, I know there's, there's problems going on with them and Barry, but it, it is a strange situation that they just cancelled it. Like, I kind of understand it in one way. I'd, I'd have to be in a, a bolt and shoes to truly get get it and have a, a full opinion on it. But it is it, it is detrimental to, for example, um, to, to Lincoln because they've played three three games in a week now, whereas Bolton's only played yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it just feels really wrong and, and you know, I, I, mean, I, I, I wish the EFL would, would get everything sorted, but, you know, I think it's easy for us to say, I wish they would. It's I think it's probably easier said than done because there's some yeah. well, very strange stuff going on there. But there you go. We, uh, we're, not, we're not worried about that from our own point of view over this weekend. We're just going to, you know, come up to Sunderland and, uh, you know, we'll have a... No- Night out on a Friday night, or I might on my own in Durham, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll see what happens on uh, on Saturday. Thoroughly looking forward to it. Now we talked about the results that you've had, and yeah, you know, three of the first four it's been a tough start. You've played you played some tough games as well. You mentioned Rotherham, Ipswich, but despite yeah. the results, like it looks like your your new signings have hit the ground running. I think uh, Luke Luke O'Neill's been doing really well. Um, yeah, right wing back, he's been playing. He's got two goals. Um, you've got Nesta Guinness Walker scored last night as well. One thing I was quite interested in, um, I did a, a League One preview at the beginning of this season, and I noticed that you know Wimbledon pick up a lot of players from non-league, but yet they seem yeah. to fit in really well in the League One with relative ease. You've got uh, Pinnock, you've also got uh, Joe Piggott on top of that as well, and obviously Nesta Guinness Walker. Um, obviously, O'Neill came from uh, Gillingham, but a lot of the signings came from like lower level leagues, let alone lower level divisions. Yeah. But yeah. what is it you look for in a player when you sign them? Obviously, you look at the talent, but do you look at a specific personality to go with that? Yeah, I think yeah, that, that that's really down to the the coaching team. It's certainly got nothing to do with me. But but yes, they they they're looking for people that that will fit in. They're looking for people that are, they've got to be athletic enough to. To be able to challenge uh, for a place in, in in a League One football team, yeah. um, we, 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 you know, so they've got to be pretty. Uh, they've got they've got to have the raw materials. You know, it's it's no good the, if they've got the raw materials, they're never going to make it. It is as simple as that, really. So you know, if they've got the raw materials, if they you know if they're prepared to to come and have a go as well, they've got to want to do it because you know it, it, it's a big thing. You only get the chance usually at this level to to fail once or you know, twice if you're very lucky, but generally, you know, if you don't make it, you don't make it. Um, so I, I think it's very, very, um, you know, it's a very brave thing, both for the 
um, the players and, and for the club, you know, because you know you 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 throw enough stones in the water and so on, you know. So some of them are uh, eventually you might find one that floats. You never know. That's that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to 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 get these guys to become bona fide um, League One players and be capable of going on. And that is something that is, uh, I think, uh, particularly if I can just talk about Nesta Guinness Walker. Yeah, you know, Nesta, I, I, I believe, yeah, you know, he's come from from level seven. He was playing for the Met Police last year. Um, you know, and he's, you know, he's he's only eighteen years old. And boy, oh boy, I think he's going to be a real prospect. I really do. Uh, you know, really exciting stuff. I noticed there's been a. A bit of a change in formation as well. Um, I know that you played slightly different in the League Cup, but it's mm-hmm. 3-5-2 he's going with. Is, is, is that a new formation, isn't it? He's tried something new there. No, not really. You know, I, I, I mean, you know, our, our greatest successes in the back half of last season, you know, those last 12 games were all 3-5-2 or 5-3-2, depending on which way you want to look at it, uh, because of obviously the, the two things switch. So you know, I I I think that that you know the the three five two it, it suits our players, it suits our system, and um, yeah, yeah, that's the way that we're setting up now. I'll be su- very surprised if we change that again in a hurry. You know that 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 game in the League Cup, we did start off four three three. He tried to go four three three, and you know, quite frankly, um, we're okay with that going forward. We're not so good. When they're coming back at us, so um, yeah, I, I, I think we'll, we'll pretty much be stricken sticking to three five two or, or five three two. <laughs> you know, I noticed there was one player that left obviously this summer, which was Tony Civic. How disappointed were you to lose him? Well, yeah, to- Toby had been with the club you know, since he was a kid. Um, yeah. Really, really liked him. He's a smashing, smashing, athletic, great prospect. You know. Um, we thought that if we could have kept him with us for a little bit longer, you know, who knows where he'd have landed up. But Barnsley came in for him. They offered us, you know, decent money. And we were in a position where, you know, once it's got into the player's head, you can't turn them then, really. So, you know, Toby goes there with our blessing. We want him to succeed. We, you know, we won't stand in the way of players that, that can go make a difference to their lives by going you know, getting a, a, a four or five year deal at a championship club, you know, you stand in the way of that, you're, um, you're not doing them much of a justice, are you really? So, you know, we reluctantly had to agree to let him go, but you know, good luck to him. You know, the money we got from that managed, you know, we were able to get a couple of other players in as a consequence. And that's a really good thing. But aside, aside from, Aside from himself, he managed to keep together most of the squad and, and add to it. I know, obviously, James Hansen went, but he only came in in the January. But aside from that, you, you kept most of the squad together, didn't you? Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, you know, we, we had two loans last year that were just unbelievable business for us. You know, Aaron Ramsdale, who he, he, is, um, you know, in my opinion, is going to play for England, but he's now playing in the Premier League um, for Bournemouth, and he's a fantastic goalkeeper. You know, keep an eye on him. I think he's going to go all the way. He made a massive difference to us. Um, and, and then, you know, there was Steve Seddon, who uh, we got from Birmingham. Uh, yeah. You know, and he's now playing in their in their first team. You know, they're they're playing with a with with, with a very young side as well. And uh, um, you know, he he's in the starting lineup. And uh, you know, they they were both magnificent characters. 
they they were absolutely perfect. And I, I know that if they could have done, both of them would have stayed with Wimbledon because they loved it with us. But, you know, um, <laughs> Premier League and Championship, you know, that says it all. That was a big part of why we um, managed the great escape. Um, they pulled things together brilliantly for us and, and we were privileged to have them and to have been a part of their careers. And, uh, yeah, so... You know, losing them has made it you know, more difficult. But like you say, Luke O'Neill, Callum O'Reilly, these are fantastic signings for us. Absolutely amazing signings for us. And, you know, I, I think we've got a real chance. I think we've got a chance of doing quite well. I don't think we're going to do much more than do well. <laughs> I, I took you to finish 14th, so I, I'm confident. Okay. You're confident. You should be all right. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'm never okay. wrong. Okay. <laughs> You're never wrong. Never ever wrong. I like that. <laughs> if in case anyone from the FA is listening, it's me me saying this, not yourself either, but you came up against the franchise in the League Cup. Um, previously, obviously, you were fine for referring to them as just MK, which I think from my perspective is absolutely fine. Um, so how pleased were you on the day that you came up against them in the League Cup that the scoreboard and the programme printer decided that they uh, were both going to break on the same day? Well, the, uh, I, I can only tell the truth. The, the scoreboard is genuinely broken and has been broken for some time. So, um, you know, that, 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 that was a genuine one. And you don't have to print a program anymore for the, uh, for the League Cup. We don't have to print a program for any game, actually, is the, is the rule. So we knew we wouldn't have a very big crowd that night. Um, you know, uh, we had a lot of fans that, that preferred not to go to the, the first round of the Carabao Cup. Um, yeah. and, and therefore, um, we, Knew it would be a loss-making deal to print a program, and uh, and that was it. You know, it was a business decision, and uh, and we took it on a business basis. And I don't think anyone in any way could argue with that. And uh, and we got on with the evening as best we could. When it comes to, I think at this level, and, and I don't mean to sound. Um... Oh, you, you don't want to sound like ignorant of the division because we've been in here a, a year now, but I suppose it is different to what I'm used to. But a lot of things like that come down to business decisions. There's a lot of things you have to think about at this level, isn't there? It's not like the premiership where you can afford to, you know, lose a couple of couple of hundred, couple of thousand pounds on things like programs and fixing scoreboards and things like that. Sometimes at this level, you have to kind of look after the little things as well because it's just not the same as even the championship and the premiership. There is quite a big gulf, isn't there, when it comes to stuff like that? Oh, it's it's a hundred percent true. I mean, you know, th- th- this is you know, again, I'm, I'm going to come back and just loosely touch on the um, uh, the Berry and the Bolton situation. Let's yeah. say that both, both of those clubs don't make it. You know, that would 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 cost us as a club, you know, well in excess of a hundred thousand pounds. We can't afford to lose a hundred thousand pounds. Our budget's worked out over twenty three home league matches. You know, if you take two of those out, there you go. Know, that's that. That's kind of eight percent of your home matches gone. Wow. Yeah. We you, we haven't got the capacity to um, to cover that that loss. It, it's a horrendous situation. So you know, every single club in, in our division, I believe, has to be um, has to look after the pennies, or, or, or you know, like things can spiral out of control so so easily because you know everybody wants to spend money. Everybody in football wants to spend money. Uh, sometimes you just got to go, no, we won't do it that way. We will do it this way. Why? It's cheaper. We can afford it better. You know, it just has to be done that way. I see a lot of the struggles with, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of Sunderland fans these days follow Andy Holt, obviously, at, um, at Accrington as well. And a lot of the stuff you see him tweeting about, like, 
just where he has to save money and, and change things. And I know people have their opinions on Andy. I, th- I think he's a good guy. Um, and yeah. I think a, a lot of the things he does, though, just like changing the pitch, it's actually quite nice to see how proud he was of his pitch. Like you don't really see that at the Premier League. It just happens. The pitch is that just is there, it's just fixed, and people are just paid to make it like a bowling green. Like, like Accrington, I was down at Accrington in the League Cup, and the pitch was genuinely lovely. Like it looked absolutely cracking, and you could see his photos. He was dead proud of it, and it's like there's something quite endearing about that in the, in this level. Um, and it, it's been nice in that. Ex- and I think we spoke about it last time about the whole. This division feels a little bit more community centered, and like each club you go to has a community, and it, it is. You know the people that go to the matches genuinely care about it, not none more so than Wimbledon. After obviously the history that you've had, yeah, I mean, you know, that that community side of this is, I think that the the the, the, the differences and the big trick and the thing that I I love about uh, this level in particular is we are a football club with a club. Uh, if you belong to a club, you 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 belong to something. You belong to an association. And I think that's the difference between us and, and and a lot of the bigger clubs is that 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 we are genuinely we 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 like each other. We're part of a club. You know, we don't all get on. We're not all bosom buddies and everything. But we all, yeah, you know, we've got a common bond, and we belong to our football club. And and I really do think that 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 is something that that is really special and unique. Because the, the, there's also the tribal element, you know, and, and yeah. you know, Sunderland have got a massive tribe and they're a great tribe. And, you know, yeah, you know, when we played Sunderland at our place last year, that that was a it was an amazing day for everybody. We all really enjoyed ourselves, uh, and the Sunderland fans that came down, I know they went away and they went. Actually, we really enjoyed ourselves today. They were made to feel welcome, had a great time. You just you don't get that in in the Premier League, in my opinion. You just don't you don't get the interaction. At, 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 all levels of a club that you can get at, 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 um, at the smaller clubs, you know, Accrington and and clubs like us have, have got that in common, and we have to use that. We have to use that because the community buys into us, and we buy into the community. It's a joint thing. It's really important that that that, that everybody gets that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think you know, I've noticed that an awful lot at this level. Uh, you, you go to clubs, and I mean, like we talked about Accrington before. I was at Accrington, I turned up at a pub at about five o'clock. And the barmaid was delighted. She was like, oh, Sunderland are coming. Brilliant. You know, fabulous for us. Everyone comes in and it gives us a bit of money in the coffers because you'll bring a couple of thousand up. I think we brought a thousand up as it was the, the first round of the League Cup. Um, yeah, but yeah. it was like everyone in there knew everyone. Every time a, an Accrington fan walked through the door, the barmaid knew the next guy that came along. She knew Dave and Steve and Sheila. She knew like everyone coming through the door. And there is something quite nice about that. I know the promised land for someone like Sunderland is getting back to the Premier League because it's it's what we used to and our stature, I suppose, suits it. But there is something so nice about going to these away games in this league. And I've, I've genuinely enjoyed my past year in terms of going to the games. It's a bit more of a day out than it is just going to a big, massive stadium, paying five quid for a, a hot dog or a pie, whatever it may be, um, seven quid for a coffee. There's something that's just quite nice about this level of when it comes to community and you can see what each club means to each community and it's really nice and I'm sure like we've said before Wimbledon 100% because of your yeah, I suppose your recent history um, probably means more to the community than, than most clubs yeah absolutely I mean the, the other thing that I like when we played Sunderland is you you, you, you came in our bar you, you, you know yeah. S- S- Sunderland were in our bar uh, and you know and, and we would be in it, it, that, that, 
that's the sort of thing that just doesn't happen in that in places. No, you know, and and should happen more. You know, I want to meet Sunderland fans. I want to have a laugh. You know, I, yeah. you know, and, and you know, I, I want to be a, 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 and and I did not at any point feel intimidated by the Sunderland fans were around us. They just had a giggle with us, and we had a giggle back with them, uh, and that was it. My job I had the microphone, which kind of helped. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you meet Stuart last year? I'm guessing you did. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Met all of them. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they looked after us royally at, at, at both places. Really, yeah, very, very nice. And you know, I, I, I think they've got the the club's best interest at heart. I think they have, anyway, as far as I can see. Yeah. And um, you know, the only thing is that 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 you know, I don't know really. I thought you had it in your own hands most of the season last year. Yeah. It was, it was a bit of a shock when you didn't get up. But, you know, that's football for you, isn't it? It, it's certainly it is. A... I think you can't take anything for granted. And I think, um, yeah, well, yeah, we kind of have to go up this year is how we feel as a fan base. But talking of Stuart, it's, it's quite... One question I wanted to sort of ask you about that is, I think Stuart obviously has been at Eastleigh beforehand, so he's kind of used to you know much lower than this level. And and obviously I've, I've interviewed Stuart I think twice now, and and I've got a lot of time for Stuart. But do you do you envy someone operating a League One club the size of Sunland, or do, do you kind of realise what a tough job he's kind of got on? Do, do you think like? Pfft, the oh, expectations of a club like Sunderland. Yeah, no, I remember talking to the guys um, when we played you at our place, and I can remember thinking they have got such a a monster job on, you know, and you know, and we all get, you know, we all get a little bit hurt sometimes by people getting upset and angry about stuff, and you think it's a, an overreaction to this, an overreaction to that, you know, yeah, we've got a, a very vocal um, fan base and uh, and so on, but I was, you know, I just remember thinking, oh my, you know, uh, we, we we feel like this with our fan base. Imagine what it's like when you've got 40,000 people on your back. That's, that's that's a harsh environment to operate in. But I will say this, you know, from what I can see, you know, the club is run on very nice lines. We got welcomed beautifully up there last year. And, and I'm looking forward to the same welcome again on uh, on this weekend. Yeah, I'm absolutely uh, you know, thrilled to be coming back thrilled that we played Ipswich last night that that was a, a you know that, that's a great stadium I love that stadium there and uh you know um long long may it go on and you know I fully expect to be playing Sunderland many many more times although you know we get our new ground next year and then uh, uh eventually we'll see you in the championship I guess yes yes hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> yeah who knows who knows you came last year at the stadium uh, to the stadium of light. I actually missed that game. It was one of the only games I missed last year. But how, how was your first visit? Did you you've spoke a little bit on you've touched on it? But was it a good night? Did it end up well? Oh yeah, it was. It was yeah, no. I mean, we we were welcomed beautifully. We had a right good laugh. I mean, there were certain things that that, that I found really hilarious. The the the, the ballroom chairs. I think the ballroom chairs are worth more than our ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're all, they're all inlaid with kind of. They've got Sunderland logos actually you know, worked in wood uh, and I've never seen anything like that. They, they, they were made Yeah, I took photographs of them because I couldn't believe it. And then, then they had the butter and they had Sunderland logos on the butter and I was really impressed with that. 
<laughs> it's the little things, isn't it? <laughs> you don't get a post most grandio. It's one of one of the great things you have. We've mentioned Accrington several times, but you know, at Accrington you get a good old fashioned Iceland buffet. And if you don't like it, <laughs> uh, it always cracks me up. It was brilliant. Brilliant. No, it was, we were welcomed beautifully. We had a right good laugh. So just to kind of move back to obviously to Wimbledon, um, I, I always name three players we should watch every weekend and put that on the site. And I've I've chose three players. I chose um I jo- chose uh, Piggott. I've chose O'Neill, and I chose Scott Wagstaff. Um, but who would you say are the players that someone need to look out for on Saturday? Well, a player you should you you, you I mean yeah you know, I definitely wouldn't hesitate one single bit in in um remembering that 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 young Nesta, you know, Nesta Guinness Walker is um I think he's still seventeen actually. You know, you'll you'll see him play um on Saturday and remember that because you know he is he's a good player. He's a really good player uh, and, and he will develop further. So I, I think you should watch out for him. Um uh, Paul Callenby at the back, another young player who, who, who's an incredible centre-back um, for his age. Uh, and the goalkeeper and all, Nathan Trott. You know, we've got him from West Ham on loan. Um, you know, he's starting to shape up and I think he's going to be, I think he'll be busy on Saturday. You know, with a bit of luck, he'll, uh, he'll keep you out and uh, and then we'll see what happens, you know. So, so yeah, no, you're right about those players. They, 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 they're good boys, but, um, you know, players that you wouldn't have heard of and you wouldn't have seen before. Those are probably the ones. And which players from Sunderland side are you a little bit worried about? Well, Charlie White. Charlie White, because I loved him. When he was with us, Charlie, I thought he was a, a, a tremendous prospect and a, and a good player. And I, I, I thought that he, um, w- I always thought he would develop. And, uh, you know, he did, didn't he? He's really he starting yeah, to find his feet. Really, it's took him a year, but... Really yeah, starting to find his feet. Boy, you know, I like him. He's strong and tough and uncompromising. He reminds me of uh, 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 of Mick Arford in some ways. He carries oh, himself yeah. a bit like Mick Arford used to. And, you know, he, he was a great footballer, Mick Arford. And, you know, a tough man. You wouldn't want to uh, yeah, get on the wrong side of Mick too much. And Charlie... <laughs> no, uh, not at all. That, that same kind of look to him, you know. Same kind of... He, he, yeah, great player. And, yeah, obviously, McGeady mentioned him earlier. Wow. Yeah, I mean, having him play for you is, is magnificent and they're about the only two I know at the moment, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the rest of them because I, I concentrate so much on our team. I don't think that. Yeah. <laughs> the right way to do it, though. It's the right way to do it. You talked about uh, Mick Hartford, another Sunderland boy as well. And, and same with, well, Charlie's not Sunderland, he's Middlesbrough, but both North East, yeah. both Northeast boys as well. But uh, yeah, Mick, Mick Hartford's another person I've, I've interviewed a few years ago now and he's a tough, oh, tough, tough man. Tough oh, man, I wouldn't. Brilliant. Oh, crack, cracking fella, something through and through. Um, unfortunately, he came to this stadium like last year and and came away with a point for Luton, but I, I won't hold it against him too much. Um, no, 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 you wouldn't tell him anyway, would you? Let's face it. You know, I, mean, face. You know, I, I, I saw, I saw, I saw Mick in the summer, uh, 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 and um, I, I was at a, a, a golf day with um, the old, an old crazy gang reunion, and I was very privileged to be invited along to that. And, you know, you see all the boys there and the old Wimbledon players and, and there were 30 of them together that day, you know, from, from Vinnie Jones to players that you'd have never even heard of. Yeah. You know, it was absolutely incredible. And there's, there is that long-term camaraderie around the, 
the Wimbledon team and Mick Harford is very much part of that. Yeah, really, what 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 a great man he is. Uh, and I, I was pleased that he got his uh that he did well with um yeah with Luton last year and that, that you know now now he's stepped upstairs. I mean, you know, um but but you know, he has a very soft spot for our club as well, there's no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was there a long, long time. And I mean, me, yeah. me growing up, I remember Mick Hartford as a, a Wimbledon player. Um, he was at Sunderland before my time. I know, he's, I know he, he'd been around a few clubs, but it was just before my time that he was at Sunderland. Um, me growing up in the sort of like mid to late 90s, Mick was a, a Wimbledon player and, and part of that crazy gang like Vinnie Jones. And I remember yeah. Leonardson players like that, you know, the, the, the quality players yeah. alongside the other players. And obviously had John Kay in the early 90s just before he came to us as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. John Kay, yeah, blimey. Oh, we love John Kay. We love John Kay. What a bloke. Um, yeah, who, who else did you have? That Who else ooh. played for both? I can't really remember. Played for both. That is a good shout. You've got John Kay, Mick Hartford, um, there's got to be more. You've got me thinking about that. So, um, as I always do, just to finish off, score predictions for Saturday. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I know that we're capable of winning against anybody, as we very nearly did against Ipswich. I think we'll take a lot out of that Ipswich game, even though we finished badly for us. And I think we're going to come up there and we're. We, 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 you're going to find it very difficult to break us down, for sure. Um, you probably will. So we've got to score two to beat you 2-1. So that is going to be my score prediction. <laughs> I'll take a 2-1. I'll take a 2-1, Sunderland. I'll match it, but I'll go the other way around. And before course, before I let you go, I've just thought of two modern ones. David Connolly. Played oh, for David both. Connolly. Yeah, yeah. Darren Holloway played for both. Darren Holloway. See, when you do a more, you, yeah, you've got a better memory than me, but you're, you're, you're a lot younger than me, so you should have. <laughs> that, right, only as old as you feel, Ivor. Only as old as you feel, but thanks as always for coming back on, mate. It's always really good crack. Anytime. Uh, you know, I, I, I do wish Sunderland very well for the season, and I wish to uh, seal you boys up there on the, on Saturday and don't throw anything at the coach when we beat you. <laughs> we'll try our best. My throw's not very good anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Ivo. Appreciate it. Right, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers, Bye. mate. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.